everyone, this is Judy from Angels Amongst Us. I'm hoping you are enjoying your long weekend, um, Easter weekend, um, and in Australia we call it Isolation ISO. So happy ISO um, Easter to everyone. Um, I hope that uh, it's uh, even though that we've had a lot of restrictions and we're um, you know isolated from a lot of people, uh, that uh, we, you're enjoying yourself anyway um, for this blessed uh, weekend that we have. Today I wanted to talk about uh, four, maybe four um, topics uh, or four words actually that's really been um, prominent in my own life and these words that I've actually had to um, learn um, over the course of many years and I'm still learning at this uh, present moment. Um, but one of the, um, the words is hope. Now three years ago I was given the word hope and every time I have to learn about something spirit usually gives me a word and you know my, my last podcast I talked about uh, faith and um, even though I'm still learning about faith and every year that my faith is being um, stretched uh, or I have to learn something um, I'm forever learning that word but three years ago hope came into my head. Now, first off, when I have to learn about something, I actually see signs for them. And in that time, uh, Darren and I were looking at different um, angel ornaments so we could actually sell to our clients um, and, of course, for me to, um, to have myself. But out of these uh, books, we kept seeing the word hope. And I remember one day Darren actually bought um, an angel, uh, all these angels, and one of the words was hope. He also bought a candle holder and it was um, the word hope again uh, and on this candle holder it said when times are hardest and helpless I give you light to guide you through the darkness and that was something that actually was you know prominent to me something that I actually thought hmm something to think about there as well and another day uh, Darren bought some more items and I was looking through them and there was a cross with the word hope plus another angel with hope. So I thought, hmm, something to ponder here, something to actually think about there. And then I went into a shop and there were these uh, ornaments. And, um, or what you would say, uh, things that would just uh, sit up. And if anyone knows um, that you could actually see uh, a word uh, on there would be friendship, would be home, would be faith. Um, they're beautiful little wooden ornaments that actually just uh, stands up and you can put it anywhere. And one of these ornaments was hope. So I actually put that in my uh, reading room and I look at it every day. I didn't really understand the word hope until this year. So it's taken me three years to really um, understand and know what it's all about and especially in these times of uncertainty uh, where we're dealing with a pandemic and a virus and lots of people are going through lots of uh, things and worry um, you know is one of them uh, uncertainty is another what will be this life be like when um, this is all over is another thing there too but it wasn't until this year that hope came into my head and I looked it up in the dictionary this morning to see what it was uh, was meant by it. And one of the, the dictionary, one of the meanings is a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Which I thought, yep, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much right. But another explanation was trust, a feeling of trust, and I really really uh, resonated with that. Because over the last few years, I've had to learn to trust, I've had to learn to believe, and I've had to learn to have hope. Now, one of the things that uh, really marked this in my life was over a month ago when I actually did my um, opening of uh, my second book, uh, a book launch in February. And before I went out, I was speaking to, of course, my mentor, Rose, who will hopefully in the next few sessions, once this band is lifted a little bit, that she'll come on and she'll actually talk about a subject herself. And she's been one of the people in my life that has taught me a great deal along with spirit. She's taught me how to apply things um, that I, I've learned from spirit, which is um, very, very good. And um, I'm very, very grateful. But before I walked out, you know, I was in front of a, a large audience and every time I'm actually 
um, in front of a large audience. Uh, I get very, very nervous. I'll even give you a little tidbit. I get very nervous with every reading I have as well because what I do is extremely important to myself. And, you know, to work with spirit is um, a privilege and I'm grateful. And, you know, I would just, what I would like, which isn't really up to me anyway, uh, is for them to feel their loved ones around the client and people and to know that they are there um, with us, guiding us, supporting us and being there. At this present moment, I have felt them very, very, very strongly uh, and it's like I can touch spirit. Um, I've always felt them, always could see them, but touching them purely touching is a different thing for me as well so I'm actually learning that too and they're very much around us so before I went out on stage um, to actually launch the book and to get into um, to talk to people and bring spirit through which I absolutely love to do Rose gave me a little bit of a tidbit she said say to everyone and she asked this of her own clients too to have to open your heart to hope because when you open your heart to hope you allow things to come in. Out of despair, there's always hope. So what I'm saying to you today is, out of all of what's happening at the moment, what all there is to come is open your heart. Open your heart to the possibilities. Open your heart to the possibilities of love. Open your heart to the possibilities of hope, of faith, of belief. Anything, just open your heart. Because when you open your heart, things that we didn't expect to happen actually does happen in the way it's supposed to happen so open your heart to a little hope with hope i always know it's it's like faith to me so having those two words put, uh, put together and you know everyone um out there you have your own beliefs and your own ways of seeing things and your own meaning towards faith and hope and trust that's absolutely fine this is that's for you this is how i see it and that's why i want to talk about today but faith is like hope to me uh you know believing in something we cannot see but trusting when the time's right you know things will happen the way they're supposed to you know interesting enough uh when i actually sat down to really think about hope and faith and trust is i realized that you know we're all connected and we're still connected from our soul to heaven i always believed that we have um a, my highest self is connected to, to heaven and with that, that's why I can always feel spirit around um, and see spirit and do all that. But we all have the ability to feel um, and we all have the ability to know. So one of the things that um, I realized was that, you know, I, I sat down one day and thought, okay, what does trust or faith or hope really mean? And the one thing I actually came up was that you cannot really trust another or trust in something unless you actually trust yourself first. You cannot believe in something or another unless you believe in yourself first. And that goes with faith as well. True happiness comes from you. True faith comes from you. And true belief comes from you as well. And there's a really great... Um, uh, site on Facebook because you know over the last few weeks uh, I've been you know I've been on Facebook a little bit more than what I um, I usually am and um, you know just posting things that I see that you know are very pertinent at the moment and something that it, like means something to me as well and one of the sites that I actually love um, is called Spiritual and, and Angelic Euphoria and they post everyday uh, post so yesterday was the 12th of um, April and this beautiful little post come up and you know what they talk about is what your angels um, you know are talking about and which resonates with me because I absolutely positively love angels uh, in my room I have massive amounts of angels and statues and so forth and they're the ones I work with along with Jesus so I resonated with this person and she's absolutely gorgeous um, and what they said was um, in this quote, it said, it's not mine, of course. Uh, when you project joy from the outside in, you condition your happiness in on your own outer environment. 
Your true happiness must begin within you. If it comes from within, you have control over it. First step, create such a strong inner peace that no one or nothing can penetrate. Now that is self-love. Now interesting enough, last week I was... I had a reading from a friend of mine called Sophie and it was the first time that she had uh, started her uh, readings over the phone and so forth and the interesting fact was that she um, connected with Mother Earth and that's exactly what she does. Where I connect with angels and Jesus and your loved ones, where her readings is she connected with Mother Earth and she was absolutely right what she said. All the feelings and things that I've been going through, it, all it was was a confirmation that I'm doing something right for me uh, and the most part was that um, I was trying to find my inner self and I was working through inner self and working through fear, working through uh, judgments, working through all of those things and she also said that I have worked through a lot of things and I'm now putting um, my foundations down which is absolutely true. A year or so ago I actually um, needed to pull away from my um, shows or what I call shows or my events that I was in front of a lot of people with because I had to find myself I had to find what I truly needed in my life I had to concentrate on my one-on-one uh, -on -one reading so I had to put a lot of effort into that I had to find um, my place as a mother as a wife as a, a daughter but as Judy that was the most important thing so I had to find my place there and what I'm finding at the moment is a lot of us are put in a position that is totally out of our control but we're put in this position to find ourselves and to work through things as well so with this quote it was um, from the spiritual and angel euphoria it was so pertinent at the moment because of course everything comes from within no one can do this for you. What you do in life is your own choice as well. Um, going back to Sophie, she actually said that to me. She said, I had my own choices and my cho choices to learn, to grow, to be the person I need to be. So, you know, that was so true. And for Mother Earth to say that was absolutely amazing. Because at the moment, whilst I'm in, you know, self-isolation with my family, my immediate family, um, I've got to ponder a lot of things uh, that I probably didn't do well before because I was always so busy. Every time someone said to me, hi Jude, how are you going? I'd always say, I'm fine, but I'm busy. I'm very busy in what I'm doing. I didn't really look at life, smell, life or felt like, which I've actually talked in previous podcasts as well. I was always saying I'm busy I'm so busy which is great for me because I'm not a person to sit down and do nothing I'm a person that is always on the go always cooking cleaning ironing and talking to other people and you know doing uh, podcasts and um, my readings as well so I always would say to people keeps me out of trouble which is great but I really didn't actually look and see and listen for the outside world and understand why things were happening and I do now on Facebook, it's a very good media to, sh um, to show quotes, um, to have some positive outlook there too. Of course, there are some negatives as well, but you can't have the negative without the positive or the positive without the negative either because I believe that's balance in life. But there's been really great uh, positives that have come out um, on Facebook. And one of the things that I really loved the other day was someone posted about the Himalayas. And I think it's in India. Um, please don't quote me on that. But what the gist of it was, was that for many, many years, uh, seeing the Himalayas wasn't actually so clear um, because there was a lot of pollution. There's been a lot of um, energy, uh, different stuff there. And most of it said with a lot of pollution. And because we've been forced to um, self-isolate. Uh, there's been lots of regulations, so we should because there has been a pandemic. And to help us and help mankind, we need to do um, these things to, to help us in the future as well. But the interesting fact was that for many years that because there was so much pollution, uh, that you couldn't really see them. But now that people are indoors 
and you know are forced to do that and the pollution isn't as bad you now are able to see the wonders in life and I'm not just saying that's just one wonder but there's many wonders that are happening as well there's a lot of people that are texting me and messaging me and letting them know how many signs through nature that they're seeing through their loved ones you know I have heard a lot of birds and I've also talked about this as well that lots of birds are out now and my own bird who's a lorikeet has whistled as much I don't know how how many times I've actually thought wow he's actually whistling a lot so lots of butterflies of people are seeing myself I have been seeing numerous dragonflies I was uh, mowing the lawn the other day and out of the blue this dragonfly came in and went straight in front of me and was in was going straight ahead in a line and I thought wow I haven't seen one before yesterday when I went outside and I was looking um, you know I was fixing something around my pool and I was put the washing out a dragonfly came from nowhere and just came in front of me when I went for a walk, a dragonfly again came in front of me. There's lots of uh, messages in that. And, you know, when you look up dragonflies, it means transformation. And I know I'm going through a massive transformation, but for myself. And I know this is what I'm here for. So going back to, um, to hope, you know, it's having, um, opening your heart to possibilities. And opening your heart to to let some changes come through open your heart to to let some transformations come through you know it's not all going to happen in um, two seconds that's one thing that I've learned over the past years of the work that I've do and also my self-growth is that it doesn't happen in you know tomorrow it doesn't happen in two seconds it takes time and that's one of the things that I'll talk about today just very briefly about time and so forth but that's what I, I realized. I went around. Nature's actually showing us lots of things in life that we just need to have a look at. You know, lots of people have said, you know, I've seen feathers around. And that day I saw a uh, dragonfly out of the blue. I had a feather that just came in front of me and just floated right in front of me. And I must must let you know, I was a little bit, you know, concerned of what the future might hold and, you know, will I be able to do the work that I'm doing? Am I essential in the work that I'm doing? Um, you know, am I doing a good job and all of these type of things. But, you know, those two little things uh, just let me know, yep, you know what, you're here in the moment being doing exactly what you need to be doing just now. So... I sat down and I looked at hope again and I realized that everything that we do is knowing from inside of us like I said about that you know the 12th of April to 2020 the um, what your angels are saying everything comes inside of you everything comes from inside of you and the interesting fact is my son who's in the army he, and I've said that before, he said to me on the phone the other day because we actually can't see him. Uh, he's in lockdown, um, so right too. Um, and the army has said, well, you know, you can't go and see your family, which is only about uh, two hours away, but it, um, he's in its, our state and he can come, and he used to come down every weekend uh, to come and see us, to have a bit of home cooking, uh, to be with his family, um, only briefly though, but and now he's actually put in quarantine, so he's not allowed to actually come and see us. He can talk to us, which is great, but the physical contact is uh, is hard at the time that I, I can't have him here to give him a cuddle um, and you know, talk to him face to face, but that's okay too. But he said to me, he said, you know what, Mum? Everything's about choices in life. And I said, yeah, it actually is. He goes, you have a choice to be happy. You have a choice to be sad. Look, I'm not saying that there are things, and I'm not an expert in all this, but I'm not saying that there is there is things that are taken out of our control. And we're all going through that at the moment. This was taken out of our control. But it is our choice to um, how we deal with the situation. Not just now, in any situation. It's our choice what happens next. It's our choice to feel happy. It's our choice to... Uh, open our heart it's our choice to open our mind it's our choice to feel things around you you know one of the things that I've taught my children um, is about choices and my daughter is 18 this year 
and she's doing her HSC. I feel really sad for the kids um, doing the HSC this year because, you know, it is uncertain. I know that the school and the authorities uh, of education are doing their very, very best for them to, to make it as a, a smooth transition for them as well. And, you know, one of her subjects that she's, um, she's doing for the HSC, and she's actually quite a good dancer, um, and she's topped it herself, but one of it is is the dancing. And because she's uh, um, was working on um, doing her own dance and um, getting her sister to dance it for her, so um, part of her dancing uh, curriculum is um, you know doing your own dancing. And unfortunately, she's just been told that she can't do that. That um, they've decided that that won't be in the program or in the HSC. The dance, some of the dancing curriculum can be there. It's sad for her because this is one thing that she's good at and she was very looking forward to. But as I said to her, you have choices. And I said this to my son as well when he was going for the HSC. She has a choice to sit down and not try, you know, uh, or sit down and be sad, or sit down and just say, that's it, I give up. Or she has a choice to um, look at her other subjects, look at this particular subject that she does love to do, and see how she can get the best mark she possibly can in what they've given her to study. I've always said to my kids, it's your choice what you do in your life. It's your choice whether you want to work towards something you love to do or sit there and do nothing. It's your choice. I don't put any pressure around. I have learned not to put pressure on my kids because when they were growing up, yes, I did, and I will be the first one to say that. Um, my son was, ex he is quite intelligent, all my kids are, but he was very book smart, my son. And he was very good at his, you know, um, getting things done and intellectual. But I expected too much of him. I expected him to do so well in uh, anything he did because he always achieved things. And when he got to the HSC that year, he didn't want to do the HSC again. And he's three months into it of year 12 and he said, I just don't want to do it. And I was devastated for him. I thinking I was so looking forward for him to do so well. But I realised that I was putting too much expectations. And I said to him that it's your choice to do well. You want to go into the army? If you quit now, it'll be look like you're quitting something. So your choice is to do the best you possibly can and see how you go, which he did and he did well and he's doing something he's loving to do. He's doing that as well. So going back to um, you know choices there too, uh, it's, cho it's our choice to open our heart. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying there as well. As I said before, it comes with within, okay? No one can teach you hope. No one can teach you faith. There are a lot of books, uh, there's a lot of talks, um, and you know, the Bible talks about faith. There's a lot of things that we can read or we can he hear with audible books as well, or with someone talking to us. We can be um, given information about this, but it definitely comes within to experience that. Interesting enough, I was talking to my mentor, Rose, and we're talking about, you know, crossing over. I never say death because I don't believe we die. I believe we cross over. I believe we transition. We get to go to another place. And the one thing we, we were talking about one day was what we take back with us when we go um, crossing over to heaven. And it isn't DVDs like my mum would like to take with her. She, I think she's got thousands of DVDs. Um, I've always said that, you know, when she crosses over in her casket, I put a lot of her DVDs. And she, I'm sure she'd love that. I love my mother and she knows she'd laugh at that. We take back memories and experiences. And that's what life's about, is memories and experiences. It's about how we deal with things in this lifetime. Look, I'm not going to go into reincarnation and, and further in depth because, you know, that's not just this topic today. But I do believe we do be reincarnate. I do believe we have many lives. But this life is, more, is important for us at this present time and what we do with that at this present time. I have said life is a present, so be in the present. 
but it's the experiences that will help us pave the way for the future. A friend said to me recently, he said, what's next, Jude? And I just said, I don't know. I don't know what's next. All I know is that after this pandemic and after this, when this is all finished, I know everything will be different. I know that we won't go back to the way we were. And that doesn't just mean, you know, uh, with, um, you know, business and all that. I mean about us changing as humans, as human beings. We have to have change for us to see things clearly. We have to have change to actually understand things or go, ah, that's what that means. You know, um, this, this year I have learnt a lot in a very short period of time. We're in um, April, so we're the fourth month in. But I was told this year was a number four. Now, I'm not a, an expert on numbers either, um, but I do know a little bit. But I was talking to a friend and she said, this year is about four, the number four. And I said, oh, okay, what does that mean? And they said it's about foundations. I went, oh, okay, that makes sense because I've been thinking about foundations myself. You know, interesting enough, I usually get messages or names or words prior to things that happen. So that made sense to me as well. So what she said was, is that it is about foundation. And if something is rockety, if something's just not quite right in the foundations, things will happen for that to fall or the foundations to crumble or to change or to redo over. So it's interesting that the foundations for the world and the way we've been for many, many years just been so busy to really look at life, smell life and feel life or look at things differently or experience things differently. It's interesting this year that we haven't been doing that. And you know what? We've had lots and lots of um, signs that we should be doing that. Lots of signs, but you know, we get busy. We don't see what's in front of us until we've actually had to be stopped by something massively. So even though what's going around now, it's hard, I see the positives there too. We have to stop, look and listen. And that's what we're doing. We're building the foundations for the future. We're building the structures of where, what we need to do for our future. Thinking differently, making choices differently, looking at life differently, all of those things are interesting because we've had to stop, look and listen and build foundations again. So that's what this year is about, is building foundations. And for myself, it's about me putting things together that I've been getting for years. Foundations is one, faith is one, hope is one, trust is one, belief is one, seeing is one, being in the moment is one. I have been saying that for years, being in the moment, but I truly didn't understand until now. So a lot of my foundations this year is putting the puzzles together that I didn't understand previously. And that was what I'm doing now. And you know what, a few years ago, I actually, as I said, I stopped doing the um, events because I actually had to find myself and understand where my soul, what my soul really wanted to do. I remember asking Rose, I said, what's next? She goes, have you asked your soul? I said, oh. She goes, what's your soul like? And I went, oh, I'm happy, I'm charismatic, I can get worried. She goes, no, 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 no. What's your soul like? I was talking about characteristics of me, but not actually understanding what my soul really was. And I can still tell you now, everyone, I still don't know what it's it's about, but I'm learning. I'm learning about that true essence of ourselves. I actually learning about what hope really feels like. And what it is, is at that time in your life, that you feel you're in despair, that you feel maybe not worthwhile, that you're worried, uh, that you just need that little bit of extra oomph or that extra sign, that feeling of peace, which is really important, that feeling of just ah, inner knowing. And it could be the inner knowing everything's going to be okay. 
that's hope to me when I get that peaceful feeling interesting part is when I had my reading from Sophie Mother Earth talked about peace with me finding my inner peace and interesting enough she said you need to go outside and just sit with Mother Nature sit in the moon and at that stage last week there was a full moon now I'm a Cancerian so I'm ruled by the moon and I sat down and I said to Mother Earth what do I need to know what do I need to talk about next and I got the word peace and I thought ah oh, that's so interesting because my purpose in life is peace I asked for many years what my purpose was in life I went to uh, a couple of um, angel intuitive I did an angel intuitive course I did a couple of courses to understand mediumship or understand myself and I, I knew what they were talking about but I didn't really know my purpose in life until I was 39 and my guide Seth came to me and said peace your purpose is peace now prior to that I thought my purpose was to heal but because oh, I was a critical care nurse um, but not to say I don't have healing qualities but it was peace because at the end of the day the way what my work is well not work what I do what's in part of me is talking to your loved ones and bringing in a peace it might also be the um, bringing them through to say one thing to that person that might give them hope or inner peace so it was peace there so with Mother Earth she said the same thing inner peace and that's what I feel with hope that one little essence that you feel huh, I don't know where that's coming from but I know it's going to be okay or I know I've been watched over or I know I'm supported it's very fleeting it's just that one moment so if you've ever had that one moment and it's not the Big Bang Theory it's not like uh, that you see stars and you might even get tingles I know a friend of mine Alice she gets a lot of tingles when she's you know when she knows she's right from spirit it might be tingles it might be warmth it might be cold it doesn't matter but that true essence that you can't believe I believe it's it's hope I also believe that um, you know I did talked about controlling and I also said I talk about you know it's it's not up to other people to teach you how to be happy it's up to you to be happy one of the things that I love to tell my clients a lot is, and I've learnt this, is that if you fell down tomorrow, I will be the one to put my hand out and to help you up. Whether you have, um, whether you can stand yourself or whether you're you know, in a uh, wheelchair or whatever mode, I'll be the one that'll help you up. Or other people can be there. But it will be yourself to move forward it'll be up to you to take that faith that that plunge whatever it is it's up to you you know it's up to you to step forward or move forward or whatever it is it's up to you you know because life isn't about money fame and fortune and you know what isn't it true at the moment there have been some really great sayings on you know Facebook or social media or whatever really great ones and you know if you looked around now it's you know um, with this pandemic as an example you know it doesn't matter what culture or what background or you know whether you're wealthy or not famous or not it doesn't matter because you know this is also targeting you know people that are well known um, and others as well and I hope that they recover really really quickly um, and get you know what they need but it's interesting it's 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 not just for one you know person or one religion or one you know type of person it's it's actually affecting all of us so that's where it's like it's it's so important that you know to take the, the control of yourself one of the things is um, someone asked me once you know what do you in in life want and I had to really think about it and it was through journalists I've had you know been in the paper and magazines recently and I had to really think about it and I thought to myself you know what would I want in life I want to be the best version of myself and what that means is 
being here is developing our soul is trying to be the best you possibly can for you you know I've never been a person to compete I just never have been I was a dancer for many many years and I um, you know competed against myself I've never understood competition and I'm not saying it's not there healthy competition is great actually my husband likes it he's very competitive so does my son but you know being the best version of yourself is competing against yourself it means that you ride the waves of whatever it comes in your life it means that when you're in a situation what do you do about it what do you do for yourself to move forward do you sit there and struggle or do you get up brush it off and move forward with this pandemic and the restrictions that we're in you know it's up to us to do the right thing it's up to us to adhere to the regulations and for us to have a better way in the future me personally I actually like being isolated um, I've always been a person that likes to be on my own um, reading on my own um, you know I like to sit just by myself not to say I don't love my family and my friends and, and meeting beautiful people I love doing that but I've always been a person that just likes my own company and I must admit that you know I have a lot of spirits around me that I could always talk to as well um, having the you know being in social distancing is awesome for me because I've had a lot of people said how do you go in and I said oh, I'm loving it because no one's in my aura um, I'm not a snob it just means you know I don't like a lot of people standing right close to me because they're in my aura um, I've had a lot of people uh, you know if, like I said messaging me about hope as well and I wanted to share something with you um, I did a, a reading with um, a beautiful person um, a year or so ago and um, at that time they were wanting um, to know about um, about a child as they had been uh, married for a few years and uh, had been trying to have a child and um, and without success um, even IVF as well so I remember sitting down and looking at this person and I don't remember everyone um, because I am the vessel for spirit. I am the one, I'm the voice for them. So what I say I give and I don't remember afterwards. But I was made to remember because I got a beautiful message from this person um, only recently. And I sat down and one of the things is I brought through um, them, a child and I asked would they like to you know, fall pregnant. And they go, yes, I've been trying for many years without success, even IVF. And I actually said to them, I do not give false hope. And that's one thing I always say. I don't give you false hope. If I get it, I give it and it's there. And I said to them, you know, don't give up hope because there's always hope. And there will be a child for you. That's what I'm getting. I don't know when because spirit never tells me time. Because time to them is irrelevant. And the person left and then recently I got this beautiful message and they, they, told, they explained the situation with me and they said at that time I was just looking for a little bit of hope and you gave me that hope and now I've just found out that I'm pregnant without any intervention at all from IVF and that to me was, was significant because you know even though we don't know what the future holds even know that we don't know when things are going to happen even though we may be in despair there is always a little bit of hope there and I just thought that was a really nice message um, I always uh, cry with any messages that I get because I just feel as though that it's spirit the true spirit has come through and you know what I'm doing um, and what I'm saying is important to them as well you know what everyone no one can take away faith no one can take away trust unless you give it away that's why I wanted to go back to saying that it's up to us you know to trust ourselves first before we trust another or a situation I had I wrote this in my second book as well that I, I did have a, a lovely person come to see me um, but you know what when they left and a few days later I was forced to go onto my Facebook page to have a look at comments I don't always look at comments because I just don't um, 
but they left a review and it wasn't very favorable um, but they said in the review that I had taken away their faith I was really upset about that that they didn't get they didn't get what they wanted when they came to see me and really at the end of the day whenever you you know do a reading it's not up to me to give you what you want to know it's up to me to give you what you need to know so yeah I was a bit upset about that but then I thought about it and I thought you know what I could never take away anyone's faith unless you didn't have it in the first place I couldn't take away someone's trust unless you didn't have it in the first place and even though I was a little bit upset, I did feel for that person as well. They were never nasty in their comments or anything. They were, they were lovely, actually. But I did send them love and I did send them light. And I hope that they did find what they were looking for. You know, the interesting that day, it was Mother's Day. And I was down on myself. And I thought, well, should I be do, still doing what I'm doing? Should I still be talking? Doing all that. And I'll never forget it. But I went shopping with my youngest daughter and my husband and a lady was standing at the checkout just looking at me and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what this is all about and I you know, got my purchases, paid for it and I was walking out and she came up to me and she said, are you Judy? And I went, yes I am. She looked me square in the eye and she says, keep doing what you're doing because you gave me back faith. And I looked at her. Apparently, you know, a year before I was doing the show and I picked this lady out of the audience and I had said something to her and I said, keep going um, because, you're, you know, your family's with you, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know what, I was really down at that time and that message from my loved ones in regards to something really gave me faith, gave me hope. And you know what, things have happened since then. And I believe because she opened her heart. You know, when all else fails, you know what? We give it to spirit or God, whoever you pray for or pray to, that's fine. I always give it to um, my people in heaven, um, angels, Jesus, who I work with, and God. I always give it to them because at the end of the day, they know what's best for us anyway. And I've seen that happen more than once there as well. So that's one of the things I want to talk about was faith. Another one was being real. Now, before this week, or oh, this year, for a year and a half, I had a lot of people commenting to me about being real. And they go, gee, you're real, June. I went, yeah, I'm real. I've got skin. I've got skeletons. My um, you know, bones are there. I'm breathing. I'm walking. I'm talking. You're real. I said, well, yeah, I'm, I am. I'm here. I didn't really understand what being real was again until this year. I remember Rose saying to me, be real, Jude. Be the best version of you. So, yeah, that did come from Rose. So being real is. And I'm going to do an excerpt from uh, The Voice of Spirit, The World Through My Eyes. And the chapter and the heading is called Being Real. I hope you'll, you'll like this. Every day, we as human beings are presented with opportunities to help us grow and learn. I believe life isn't about money, fame and fortune. It's about being real and accepting the situation or the person we are or that we are going to become. My favourite quote is from an unknown author from Quoting.com. A meaningful life is not being rich, being popular or being perfect. It's about being real, being humble, being able to share our lives and touch the lives of others. This is what I strive to do every day. There is a part, part in every one of us that would like to have fame and fortune or to be well known. In May 2017, I had to reevaluate what I wanted in my life. I began by looking back over the past seven years of my mediumship. Let me tell you, I didn't know I had accomplished so much in that time, even though I thought I hadn't. The things I had done and accomplished were amazing, and I thanked Spirit for the opportunities. Over the past few years, my reputation has grown, and I was becoming well-known, not only in Sydney, but in other states and the world as well. You know, you're, this is from my son, you know you could be big mum, he told me. 
I looked at him and I thought, what does it mean to be big? Does it mean making a lot of money? Travelling to different places? Being recognised throughout Australia or the world? And what does it mean to be celebrated? As I have said, who doesn't like to be, who didn't want to be that? Or be recognised or be well known in their profession? Most of the time we strive to be the best in our field. Whether it is a career or sporting activity. I'm sure I'm not the only person to imagine being famous when I was a little girl. I dreamt of being famous in ballet, performing in the Australian ballet. Of course that didn't happen. What I've noticed in my profession is that a lot of people will have opinions of who is the best reader. And I've seen a person write on a page about a medium being the best and advertising that they've seen them all. I thought to myself, it was strange because I was pretty sure I hadn't seen everyone in, my, in the world either. And that doesn't mean that was bad what that person said, that's fine. But you know what I've been taught by Rose? She said, the best medium, you will never ever know who they were because they're not advertising. And that's very, very true, isn't it? But being the best version of you is helping you grow in anything you want to do. My daughter wants to go into the police force after she's finished her HSC in a few years time. And I say, go for it. Be the best version for you. Be the best version of you. Make the right choices to be there. It's like with anyone, you could be studying at the moment. You may want to study at the moment. You want to better yourself in life. When it comes within, when something pushes you towards something, listen. Because listen to your heart because you're going to be where you need to be. Being true to yourself is also being real as well. Doing the right thing by you is also being true to yourself and being real. It doesn't mean that you're selfish. So when you're doing things for you, some people may think you're being selfish. Never think that. If you're doing it for the right reasons, you're being soulful. You're putting back to your soul. You're um, putting back the cup, like refilling the cup. Refilling what you need to have and the, well, the tools that you need to have actually to move forward in life and do what you need to do. Sometimes things won't work out the way we want them to work out. Believe me, I've been there myself. But it will always be for our highest and best purpose. Spirit is always, or the universe, or whoever you pray to, is always right. They always know what's right for us because you know what? We've made a contract with God or them before we've come down from heaven. And believe me, I don't know whether you're, you're, everyone else is like this, but there's some things that I've gone through in my life I thought, wow, um, I don't think I, I would have put that in there, but I have, but I'll actually ask questions when I get there. But when I look back on that, I see that I've grown from so many things as well and that I've learnt from so many things there too. This is a huge lesson for hum humankind at the moment. It's a huge lesson, but it's up to us how we move forward, how we, we might need to actually get down and get dirty, like dig, you know, uh, we might need to get our hands dirty. We may need to restructure things, rebuild things, look at things differently. And you know what? There's nothing bad in that because while doing that, we learn. We learn what to do. We learn not what to do as well. So that's really important there too. So when I also thought about being real and the best version of myself, I knew that I was on the right track. If I can be the best version of myself as a mother and also as you know a well-known figure, I never ever thought myself as a well-known figure to everyone because I just haven't. Um, but apparently, you know, people do know me. But being a mum, being the best version of myself is helping to teach my children to be the best version of themselves. My actions will also help my children 
in life as well, even though they have their own choices, whether they choose to, to do the way things I've done it or they choose to take a bit of what I've taught them and mold it into their own way of life, which I prefer because it's, I, for me, I'm helping them to give them the tools will see what they need in life and how they will fit that in their life. So it's very important for me to give them that experience. Be the right role model. Recently, my father, uh, a few days ago, was 80 years old. And what I remember writing in his card, it was so true, was thank you for being the best role model and father. Because he was and he is the best role model. There are things that I've seen in my family and my own parents before I even had children to say, I love what my parents have taught me there, but I'm going to shape it to the way I would like to teach my children. And there's nothing wrong in that there too. My family taught me um, about love. My family taught me about commitment. My family taught me about, well, my parents actually, taught me about being open, you know, that I could come to talk to them whenever I needed to. And that's what they taught me. And I've taught my own family that there too. And in a way, that's made us closer there as well. Recently, someone had asked my son, you know, what have I taught him in his life to be um, the best version of himself, to be the best soldier or to be the best, whatever, in the army. And it was really interesting because he said, my mum's taught me how to help other people and that's exactly what I want to do is help other people and a good thing about it was you know me I saw a different way how the army does things you know sometimes there's pre judgments or just you know think people preconceived ideas about different things and you know it's not all about fighting and being in the army it's about helping others it's about respect it's about honoring yourself honoring team members all of these type of things so that was interesting there so what I taught him was to, to help how to help others and there's always different ways to do that there too I hope that myself doing podcasts I'm actually helping others to see things differently uh, think of things differently or just even think um, that's a, a great way of doing see life differently Maybe they might implement some of the things that I've done in my life into their own life. You know, we talked about hope at the beginning and one of the things that really come home for me is that my son, as I just said, he's in the army and he is quarantined and he can't come home. But I hope there will be a time very soon that he is allowed to come home. I am allowed to give him a hug. I am allowed to tell him face to face that I love him. The time that he's able to see his girlfriend, who's just turned 21, and be able to actually have that night out, and um, he already paid to do this beautiful thing for her um, on a cruise, and of course he can't do that, and that's okay. But I hope he's allowed to do that. I hope before he finishes this training he's in now, and he moves away, that he can have some time with the family and spend you know, that quality time with us, just being with us. I hope my father can have his 80th birthday with his family and friends that we were organising and for my sister to come from Queensland to spend some time with her own family, with my dad. So even though, you know, there's despair now, there's always hope and I do know that it's there. One of the things that... I wanted also to talk about today was timing. You know, timing is one of those rare, funny things. What I've been taught from spirit is time's irrelevant. Timing is so irrelevant to them um, because everything happens in their time or in the time it's meant to happen. When I'm sitting with clients, I never talk about time. I always say this is what I see because how I get messages it's like having a not a filter but um, if anyone remembers a projector where the image will be projected to my crown chakra put on an image and then you put it on the projector and it actually projects out by light so it comes through my crown chakra and then projects out by my third eye that's the only easiest way I could actually describe it 
and they've always said time is irrelevant so when I talk to the people I just said this is what they give me I don't know the time frame I probably will say acutely it's it's within the next two years but I don't like to put time on them because spirit doesn't put time on there as well some people might put time and that's okay I just don't so when the time's right things will happen the way they're supposed to happen what I would advise everyone not to do because I've done this myself I've been a bull at the gate I've actually not thought about something and just rushed into a situation without even thinking about it or having patience with that as well it's in God's time not my time I've been told many times but I've learnt to be patient. I've learnt to know when the time is right, the time is right. Now, interesting enough, um, I was told many years ago that I would be in the paper, I would be in um, a magazine, uh, I, my words will go across the world. And I went, when? When's that gonna be? And that was a good six years ago. But when the time was right, it is now time for things to happen. And in my book, um, which are uh, this the second one, my second book I was just talking about. Um, just looking at a page, uh, you know, to talk about um, and when the time is right. And it was for, uh, it was around the time when I had my first book. Uh, and I'm just about to, it was to do with my experience with my dad and, um, you know, everything happened in its own time. Okay, so it says everything happens at the right time. During the process of editing my first book, it took a while to complete as my editor not only had to finish this, but she had to work full time and look after her own family as well. We would often correspond by phone calls and emails and she noted a few, noted a few times that she was sorry it was taking so long to get finished. It will be finished in its own time and when the time is right, I would say. Which is mainly thanks to my friend and mentor, Rose. She would quite often say to me, I would say to her, sorry, when will the book be done? It will be finished in its own time, she would reply. Now for a person that is sometimes impatient and controlling, it's definitely me, this was like waving a red flag in front of a bull. Over the years I have improved because I have learnt from Rose that spirit has everything under control and it's in God's time and it does not necessarily match my time. How often have you, the reader, wanted to do something so badly, for example, um, buying a piece of clothing and just go and bought it without weighing up the pros and cons? I have done that many times. And realized later that you should have shopped somewhere else and you would have got a bargain somewhere else. It would have become cheaper. My sister is a bargain queen and she's so good at what she does. I just don't. I'm very impulsive and I tend to buy something and think, ah, oh, damn, I should have thought about that. Everything happens in the right time. Was validated when the editing of my book was complete. It involved my dad. I was asked many years ago why I was writing the book. And my answer has always been the same. I wanted to tell Spirit's story and show how amazing Spirit is, but in truth, the main reason I wrote was for my dad. I have always remembered my dad sitting down and being an avid reader. And I imagined him reading my book one day. Just before I started writing, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and after he recovered, I knew I must get this finished because I didn't know what lay ahead. In September 2015, I was corresponding with my editor and she apologised for the length of time the editing was taking. And I realised that it would be, happen in the right time. In December of that year, my dad needed emergency eye surgery to remove a cataract from his right eye. And because the left eye needed surgery as well, he was scheduled to have his left eye operated on in March 2016. Exactly a week later, after my dad's second eye operation, I opened my emails and my manuscript was completed. Darren, my husband, raced to the printing store, printed the manuscript and arranged it in a folder. I drove to mum and dad's place and handed dad my book. Now I, under now I understand or understood why spirit was taking longer than I had planned. I realised my dad could read it with improved vision now, whereas before he may have struggled. 
I knew there was a reason for this delay and it was about perfect timing. Sometimes you think it has to be in your time, but most of the time it's actually in spirit's time when things are happened. You know, people will say to me, when will this be overdue? I don't know everyone. I don't have the, I don't have the resources. I don't understand. I'm, I'm not a professional in this. But what I do know is it will happen when it's supposed to happen. And it will always be for our highest and best purpose. We need to have faith. We need to trust in the knowledge that we're getting and the knowing that we find in our hearts. We need to believe that there will be um, a better way. And we need to know that little bit of hope and feel that little bit of peace that's within inside of us. I hope for everyone today that you've got a little bit out of this uh, podcast that I've done. And I hope that you are safe and well and be kind to each other. Thank you.